Welcome to the Hellraiser Podcast. Hello there, welcome to episode 38 of the Hellraiser Podcast. I'm Peter and this is Phil. Hello everyone. Hello everyone. And we're going to do something quite different to what we said we were going to do. We're doing another one of our lovely commentaries today. We do a wonderful commentary for Hellraiser Inferno. Indeed. But before we start, we just want to tell you why we've been away for so long. We've been doing a play. We, we have been doing a play with uh, none other than uh, Nicholas Vince. Yeah, we did uh, two of his short stories, What Monsters Do. He wrote a play version of them and we performed those live on stage at the London Horror Festival in Camden, London. And it went very well. It went fantastically well. We got great reviews. We uh, did. So thanks to everyone who came down to watch. Yeah, more, more stuff coming up more soon. More stuff to come. But we'll try not to neglect the podcast as much next time. It's okay. We're out of the rehearsal room now, so we're back on podcast We're back time. in Podland. Podland. And here we are, ready for the commentary. Listen to this. <laughs> oh. And some of that. <sighs> That's cans of booze being opened. <laughs> so do feel free to join us in a booze as we watch the film, if you're of legal age. <laughs> You've got to say it, Peter. <laughs> and you're not a raving alcoholic. Hey, do what you like. Do what you like, guys. You You know, kick back, take your feet off, relax. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, Hellraiser Inferno. So, put your DVDs in. Pause this, put your DVDs in, get it ready. Um, I apologise in advance if this doesn't make much sense. We're both very tired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, this is going to be fun because this, uh, yeah, light off is fun. Get all sexy mood time. Oh, God. Are you ready, everyone? (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. Hellraiser Inferno. And three, two, one. One, play. Booze. (laughs) Play. Dimension. Okay, say what you see. So here we go. Films. Here is the movie being played (laughs) in front of our very faces. This is good. Here's a box. Spinning. Straight away, look at that. Interesting. So of course, this is the first film that just came out direct to DVD. Yeah, Scott Derrickson directed. I like him. Craig Sheffer. Let's talk about Scott Derrickson for a second because right. he did he did the Day the Earth Stood Still remake, which I haven't seen, but I heard it was okay, if a bit iffy in places. But I then saw he did the Exorcism of Emily Rose, which is good. I like that one; it's quite creepy. Mm. And he did Sinister recently, which I thought was pretty good. Sinister, uh, yeah, I liked it. It was quite scary. Mm. So he's a good director. Okay. And Craig Sheffer, of course, of Nightbreed fame. Yeah. <clears throat> Now we're hoping that Nightbreed will be released soon, hopefully. The Cabal Cut. The Cabal Cut on DVD and Blu-ray. And mm. they're even talking about maybe doing the original Nightbreed on Blu-ray as well. Which would be nice, because we still don't have it over here, even on DVD in the UK. No. Come but on, um, sort it out. But this is Hellraiser. All right, sorry. So <laughs> this is Greg Sheffer dipping his toe into the world of Hellraiser. Gary Tunnicliffe doing the effects again. So do, you think nice. he, do you think he got this part based on... His Nightbreed's Clive Barker connections? Well, maybe. You never know. I'm just... I don't know. I'm just asking. You don't know. You never know. I don't. <laughs> well, that's what we're here you to talk about, aren't about, we? <laughs> no, of course, that's not true. You do. You always do. But written by Scott Derrickson as well. Co-written by Scott Derrickson with someone else. So it's kind of, you know, a bit of an atmospheric beginning. Uh, yeah, just looking like at the, the box. Oh. Nice use of sound. You, you already know. Forehead. He's a bit of a... He's a bit of a rogue. Straight away with that face. Because of his jacket and his face. He's got that kind of face, hasn't he? Oh, you think, wait a minute, is he, is, he, is he playing basketball? He's playing basketball. He's playing, He's like playing speed chess. With some guy. And they're doing it pretty quickly. Hence, speed chess. 
but he can take a call as well. This scene says to me that he's he's intelligent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. They've finished the match and they're just talking about it. He does it all. Yeah, and he knows how long it will take to finish this game. I don't know who this guy is. But we're about to find out, aren't we? Uh, Are we? Nicely shot already, I would say. So we'll act as if we've just seen the film for the first time. We'll see what's going on in front of our eyes. But also we'll give you things we know as well. (laughs) Oh, so he's cleverer than a professor. Professor. So there you go. Oh, he likes money. So there you go. In that first... 30 seconds or a minute you know quite a lot about him already which this is, quite, is uh, a cl- clever screenwriting use of... 101 isn't it really yeah. you just I mean it's it's pretty cheesy way pretty of finding cheesy out about um, someone but mm-hmm. it's not bad it's not bad it's it's a little obvious in places but it's okay what's he up to now he's um, doing some kind he's of druggy doing, stuff he's doing coke I believe the kids call it these days That's he's got a gun call. he's got a gun so he thinks to yourself what oh, is he Voiceover. He's a police officer. Riddles. Okay. He's um. So it's very film noir. The whole thing is this is basically this is the film noir in the Hellraiser universe, and uh, that's the voiceover helps. Hmm. I mean, uh, this is. uh, It's. I mean, it's interesting so far. It's not been on long, but I'm already thinking. Okay. Yeah. Uh, It's already quite a radical departure for a Hellraiser film. I would say. Yes, no, I agree. Up I to agree. this point. And there's that slaughterhouse abattoir. <laughs> Tony Nanonan. Tony Nanonan. I hate this. This whole exchange. Tony Nanonan thing. Yeah. But this this is just saying that he's clever, he knows, he likes puzzles, he likes riddles. I know, but... Which he's just said in the voiceover. <laughs> it's just, if if his name was like a common name, it would work. But Tony yeah. Nolan has only—it's just been written so that it works like that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's fine. Leave it. All right then. I'll <laughs> no, just it's okay. Leave it's, it. it's not the most amazing dialogue or exposition in the world, but but now we're in an interesting setting. <clears throat> so at this point, I'm quite I'm quite jazzed up. Yeah, as, we know as that you he say. likes puzzles, so we know f- you know he's going to be the one to get the box. And, open and I'm the box. thinking he's a police officer. Seems like a bit of a maverick doing drugs. Uh, yeah, which is not really okay for police officers. I guess Or not. anyone, kids. Was he, was he off duty at Just that say time no. Or? Doesn't matter. All right. It's illegal. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows him. Knows the murder victim. Uh, skinned, is he skinned? Well, bits of him Torso, dee yeah. Bits of body. Mm. Yeah, he just said that. You know this guy? Is he a friend of yours? <laughs> God, no. Not anymore. <laughs> Craig is doing it the full Sheffer, the full... Oh, yeah, yeah. I I don't mind the full Sheffer, I like I it. I quite like the full Sheffer, but he's got some crazy eyebrows. He has. But he uses them too. But I like his eyebrows. As his tool. Yeah. Oh, they gave him hell. Mm. And hell is what he got. So... He's a bit of an alpha male, isn't he? In he this is. film, he's a bit yeah. of a, you know, he used to be a bit of a bully. Yeah. So there's hooks and chains. It 
it's uh, yeah, it's very Hellraiser-y, which is nice. There's some dispute whether this was an original screenplay that got turned into a Hellraiser film or whether they pitched it as a Hellraiser film. Yeah, everyone says that it was uh, turned into a Hellraiser film. Yeah. They? Uh, which I, uh, you can see, I guess, from the the way it is. But I mean, it's... yeah. But I don't know what the story would have been had it been non Hellraiser because it's quite, quite a lot of Hellraisery things in it. I guess it doesn't really make any odds at the end of the day, does it? He's found something, a vial, a vial of some kind, and he's done and some close up magic to get rid of it. Magic. So he's a magician as well. I, I, all of this kind of on paper, I really like. I think. Oh, Why wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great to? What's wrong with this? I think the way that they do it in the film is okay, but I just think they're a it's bit quite... hampered by the fact that they haven't got long to flesh yeah. it out, and they've got to flesh it out in quite an obvious, quick way. Mm. But I think the the kind of smart talking cop who does magic and yeah. plays chess, and you know, <laughs> this sort of sound a little bit like an Alan Partridge uh, pitch, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so the, there's a finger in a candle on the box. So if the box was opened. Then who put the candle on top of the box afterwards? Uh, someone else. Someone else. Exactly. Not sure at the moment. Not sure. We'll see. Money. He's straight in the pocket. The straight in the pocket with the money. Evidence list. Leather wallet. Four hundred dollars. No. Actually, there's only a hundred. So he's got the cash. He's got the vial of whatever it was. Oh dear. Hmm. Shows he's a workaholic, he's up for doing anything. He's got the box. A very shiny box. The fabled box. Mm hmm. There's the evidence. You mustn't stop talking. I, but I'm watching <laughs> again, the film now. I keep doing this when I watch these films. Because we <laughs> like the films, we just want to sit we and watch But again, the music's come in, it's nice. It's very kind of um, noirish, yeah. nighttime city type music. Uh, lady on the sofa. She's been waiting up for him to come home, obviously. So he's got a. He's uh, ignoring her. He's got a wife or girlfriend. And what's in this room? Uh, Little girl. Oh, he's got a daughter. Fun camera angle. I like that. Mm-hmm. I do think this is a well-directed film. I think it's good. Uh, yes, I agree. Um, I think it's got some odd choices in its story and plot, <clears throat> but we'll come to those a bit later on. I think if you're trying to make a kind of, yeah, I think it's a kind of a good idea in a way to 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 say, okay, the Hellraiser films can now become standalone stories yeah. that are, that whatever they want. But I think that this film needed a bit more Hellraiser. <laughs> it's the problem. Well, that's the thing. Because they certainly imply that Bloodline finishes the story that they started. Mm. Um, even though Bloodline isn't actually much to do with the first three, apart from the toy maker. Mm. But this is definitely the first of the standalone, this is it on its own. I think from a creative perspective it makes sense to go, okay, let's move off in a different way. Let's do um, yeah. a kind of Twilight Zone Mm-hmm. Tales of the Unexpected. Well, why, yeah, why not? Type if it's good, thing. <laughs> if it's well done, then that works well. Look at these. I love what Hollywood these people think that crazy... hookers look like. I know, what they do, like Blade Runner characters. <laughs> but again, it's the um, you know the production designer obviously did all this, or the costume designer. 
So maybe they were going for a Blade Runner feel. I mean, Blade Runner is, is your, you know, most people's why go-to the, why film Why the hell noir. are they going for a Blade Runner film? Well, because it's a, it's a future film. I know. <laughs> this was made in the year 2000. That's, that's the future, man. Then the new millennium. I can't wait till the year 2000 comes around. <laughs> <laughs> she wants some gum. He's doing the evil chef a face. He, he is, is he, this is his sexy face. This is no, this is full Sheffer for me. Yeah, but he's trying to be sexy. Look, look what he's got. Look at that, he's got a load of money. Creepy detective. As a as an actor, you love stuff like that, don't you? Where you get to learn magic yeah. or you about <laughs> kissing a prostitute. You love kissing <laughs> prostitutes. What's, What's this? A vial. Of... He doesn't even know what it is, though. Does he? He's a complete maverick. She's that. got like a weird kind of arm yeah, but band it's got, like, thing almost like with sort of studs on, on it. it. Okay, so they're doing drugs. And, uh, oh yeah. It's all getting a bit raunchy. I think if you look into the realistic... Oh, cheeky. The realism of this, she's a, a, a prostitute on the street. Yeah. Walking up and down, yeah. and she seems like she's acting like she's kind of like some kind of high class escort. Mm. <laughs> Whereas I think in real life she'd just be going, "I want to leave yeah. as soon as possible." Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm starting to sound very knowledgeable about prostitutes, but <laughs> yeah. Well, the ones I always go to never like Blade Runner characters. No. More like uh, Jabba's Palace. <laughs> <laughs> I make them wear the masks, though. <laughs> she's got a bra on still. And she stayed the night. Yeah. Um, that was an interesting shot where he was kind of all yeah, brightly lit, having sex with her. Or was it a clever way of getting around the sensors by not showing any actual detail? Well, I don't know. Got his body out. He's been working out. He certainly hit the gym for this film. Well, he might not. He might. I mean, I'm not commenting on a big, big old Craig Sheffer's... Fitness, yeah, uh, physical fitness. Um, just well. drinking on the toilet, which is oh, the sure sign of a character in turmoil. Yeah, come on now. Hygiene first, box. guys. So now he's looking at it. Now we know that he likes puzzles. And uh, oh, let's just do that round the round the thumb thing. Round the round the thumb thing. Go on, chef. I really, for some reason, appreciate him as an actor so much more <laughs> watching this film like just now I'm, I'm really enjoying his faces that he's <laughs> You're doing enjoying his faces I'm enjoying his faces I like his faces I think he's good he's very intense but that's what the role needs well he doesn't hold back does he I mean on this no. piece I think there's no point in being ultra realistic with this kind oh, of particular piece it's solving piece. itself again Okay, so the box is. Uh... Oh, that was a nice, nice oh little dear. bit there. Right, so let's jump to <clears throat> let's jump into full spoiler territory. Why not? Spoilers. So from now on, everything's not real. <laughs> he's in hell. Or was it before? Well, no, he's just opened the box. There can't be before you open the box, surely. Yeah, but uh, well, we can talk about this at the end. But this is the thing. This is this is the thing about this film that we we both quite like the film. We don't have any majorly strong feelings about it. We don't hate it. We don't absolutely love it. There is some confusing 
stuff in it. It must be said <clears throat> because he's. It's implied. It's implied at the end that he has been in hell. Yeah. But and they're and they're kind the of psychologically he, torturing him. Yeah, but that's the only time he can go into hell because that's when he first opened the box. Yeah, but I'm saying that he's already in hell, having opened the box, and that him opening the box is just another part of the. So when did he go to hell originally? Before we, we don't see it. It's not even yeah. It's not even in the film. Okay, that's what I think because I don't see any reason this for reminds, it to happen there. Reminds me of The Shining. I think this shot. I like, I like corridors like this. Quite the same, but yeah. Hotel corridors are always good fun. I don't see any reason for him to go to hell at the point where he does. Whoa! No. She's fun. The uh, wire... The wire twins. The wire twins. That's quite a, it's quite a cool effect. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's very weird in terms of... It's like a modern Hellraiser Yeah, and we thing. know, because we know how it goes from here, There aren't. there's not enough Hellraiser in it and there aren't enough centibytes in it but at this point you're thinking hey this is good the rest of the film is going to be like this they've got weird patterns carved into their heads That's CG interesting. tongues the which, and that in the tongues in silhouette works I think it does but this works even better that's great I absolutely love this it yeah. really makes me cringe oh my he's god and the fact that he's kind it. of getting off on it and yeah. they're like putting their hands that's a brilliant effect that's really good and if that tongue was more lit, that would look rubbish, but it doesn't. That's a back brilliant in effect. this 99-2000, CGI wasn't quite there yet. For it, what, is it now? <laughs> some of them, some of it is, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, it's not like Weta it. Digital were making this film. but so This is interesting if you think about um, the Wire Twins and what they represent for the Cenobites, because why have they got these glyphs? Yeah. What's going on here with the... Chatterer, chatter torso, chatter torso. Which I mean, is, that's a that's, that's a, a very nice effect as well. scary effect. Yeah, but what does what's, it mean? Yeah, and what's it trying to do? That's a nice way of getting out of it, though. I love those. Then, um, who's oh, this? Is that his, his child? You can definitely hear something. Oh, now it's gone all. This is very Freddy Krueger, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know. who's behind the door? Pinhead! Pinhead. Pinhead for three seconds. Hang on. It was just a dream, Phil. It's alright. To be fair, um, uh, I'm surprised that they managed to uh, get this far into the film without showing Pinhead. (laughs) What do you mean, like, his bloodline? His bloodline, they were like, we've got to show him right at the beginning. (laughs) Well, apparently, this didn't have that much studio interference. So I believe. Yeah, it was basically I think Scott you can Derrickson was left alone to that. deal with it how he wanted to. But I think it's very, very difficult to pull off what he was trying to pull off in this film mm. in a kind of mainstream ish film. Yeah. So, yeah, J. Cho, the information's come back and it was supposed to hurt. So, yeah, we still don't know what quite happened. Just now, but there's a, there's a I wonder. Kid, there's a little kid out there, Phil. There's a little kid out there with a nose missing finger. things in the background. Nice little touch. Missing posters. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, what you're saying about the chattering torso. Yeah. I wonder why you've got the chatterer. Okay, fine. And yeah. You want to do something different, mm-hmm. and, and so I just wonder how they came to that decision. Yeah. To have an all white 
skinned because the white is very yeah bold mm-hmm. choice with no legs <clears throat> yeah and the wire twins they look almost sort of alien-esque rather mm. than cenobite yeah they do yeah they've got elongated heads uh, so it's just an interesting design decision that you I wonder where it came from and it's the first time we've seen long tongues which we'll see again in this film mm-hmm. I don't know if we see that again in later films I don't think we do do we no <clears throat> we'll certainly see the chatterer again well supposed to be what's supposed to be the chatterer in later films yeah yeah so those are our new Cenobites for this movie. The Wire Twins and the Chatter Torso, or Chatterer Torso. And I think, uh, it's like I said, it's interesting, but I just think, um, I'm not sure where they come from. And I, what, I, what I thought was interesting about the original Cenobites, as we've discussed before, mm-hmm. is that they, they seem to come from a place. Yes. Um, and these guys are so They're abstract, job. almost. <laughs> they kind of don't... Yeah. They just seem like... Um, I don't know. Oh, this I is like good. this. The sound <laughs> this is great, right isn't it? That's horrible. That is very cool. That is very cool. Um, but to go back to what you were just saying, and also because they were in what is essentially a dream sequence, it doesn't quite have the same... It's not like them turning up in the hospital with Kirsty in the first film. Yeah. It's, it's, it's clearly a dream, or what's supposed to be a dream, because everything's going weird and then he wakes up. And from that point of view, you know, it makes sense that they look like that because it, they're not Cenobites in a weird way. In the logic of the film, they are a dream of a Cenobite, which we then later on find out that they're not. Yeah. Um, so here we go. He's uh, obviously investigating this horrific thing that's happened. He's got some good steely-eyed intensity going on here. Yeah. Oh, I love it when people do that. Horrors. Why would you just? When it's in real life, it's it's utterly obvious if something is behind something like that. You know, you can (laughs) see like a bit round the side of the curtain or something. (laughs) Love it. What has happened? We've stopped talking because we're listening. We're into the mystery. Yeah, that's the thing. This film does grab you. So this prostitute is no more. Bathroom. So this is where he was with the prostitute. This is where Tony Nenonen should go. Mate, you've got to get yourself to the police station and just tell them what happened. You've got to get yourself checked out. Because, yes, this is bad, but... If we ignore it, we'll try and clear it up. Look at this, though. Even worse. What's going on there? Now, he just picked up some items from the... He did, didn't he? ...glove box. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he's always thinking. He's always one step ahead. So, to remind everyone, Tony Ninonen is played by Nicholas Turturro, John Turturro's... Brother. Brother, yeah. Yeah. Not seen Nicholas in a lot of other things, though. No. It's nice that we haven't seen her in the bathroom. Is that nice? Yeah, I think so, because the imagination's going. Because we know that it's not... 
we know they can show us gore because they showed us Jay Cho ripped apart earlier on. I think it's a very sensible decision from a filmmaker um, because if you have got to cut something out, weirdly, Mm -hmm. people will go, well, don't cut out the gore. And you're like, but occasionally that's actually the best thing to cut out because Mm -hmm. your mind will fill in the blanks. Tony. Tony, look in my eyes. Look, I'm fine. I'm a... Uh, so yeah. So yeah, let's just wipe it let's down. Let's cover up the fact that I was here. No smoking sign next to an ashtray. It's clearly something that doesn't go on in the police, I believe. Uh... <laughs> Making him phone it in. <clears throat> this is very, very sneaky. I mean, spoiler. Yeah, and he's, he's put his. Um... He's put his items there, hasn't oh, he's, he? He's so that doing it now. There you go. So he's basically he's framing him his partner. Yeah, he's a prick. <laughs> uh, that goes beyond being a prick, doesn't it? Really, it goes to uh, serious psycho level. Yeah, and you know, zero love for Tony Danonan. You can see the camera shadow reflected on his face oh, as you, he walked past. Oh, we do see her. Okay. <laughs> well, we didn't. But, no, um, I, uh, but I agree at the point. Because <laughs> I was... thought it was much worse than this. At the, yeah, the, what the, the fuck did you do? At the point where we didn't see her, it's I like, think oh, it was right. Happened? Is she all ripped apart and flayed? Or... No, she's not. Finger. Uh oh. Why is he in the bath? And I think with these kind of films, the, the interesting thing is they, they write themselves a very interesting sort of premise and a, mm-hmm. a mystery. But they, you can't, they can't come up with a satisfying way of tying it up. No. Like the child's Which finger we'll and stuff to. like that <laughs> is all extremely interesting, but I don't yeah. believe it comes to a good conclusion for my part. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because it's supposed to be from him as a kid, but it's yeah. his innocence being destroyed. I know, but... But, I, that, no, hang on. So, if... So that gives credence to your theory of it being hell from before we started watching the film because that first crime scene, there was one of these fingers. Yes. Oh, yeah. There you go. Point and proved. how could that be you know, from his kid as an abstract concept Yeah. if he's not in hell already? <clears throat> so are. you reckon he went into hell even before the film started. Absolutely. I think uh, as soon as the film begins... So what's the point of him getting the box and opening the box then? So that we... It's so that we can see that what's happened... Well, so that we can see that he, he's... Um, so he's it's just the box, it's just uh, for the audience. purely for the audience, yeah. And I believe it's so that you can, you can see that the cycle is going to keep going round and round and round. Or is it that they, they thought that him opening the box was him going to hell and they just didn't think about the child's finger? <laughs> That could be a possibility. But I just think, if you're thinking about writing something, where he opens the box and mm-hmm. what happens when he opens the box isn't structurally as impactful as it should be No, to to be the first time that he, you know, that he goes to hell. Do you know what I mean? It no, just no, doesn't work for me. Well, let us know what you think, listeners. Hellraiser Indeed, podcast yeah. At hotmail.co.uk or Twitter at HellraiserCast. Did he open some other portal... Before the film starts, do you think he was in hell already, or is that the beginning of him opening the box and going yeah. to hell? Hey, this is my fourth Cronenberg, so uh, and I don't mean David Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
No, but, you, I, uh, but if, if you're going to get in contact with us and you think that him opening the box was him going to hell first time, then where did that first finger come from? That's what I want to know. Anyway, now we're coming to... Uh, I like this oh, scene. Sorry, it's a funny noise I just made. It just punched me in the face. <laughs> you deserved it. This is interesting. You see, they're, they're still they're trying to be interesting with the film. You know, filming it in a mirror. And all the all the stuff, you know, that sh- close up shot of a, you know, nail going through someone's face. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is good, and it's it's going back to the whole. All oh, the engineer. Mentioning for the first time. It's going back to the whole sadomasochism of the first film that wasn't really seen back in those days. Mm-hmm. And this is saying, yeah, we are going to this weird situation where the things you don't really know about, we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about piercings and... Oh, dear. Tattoos. Leon. No way. This guy is... Uh... Ass bankers mm-hmm. on the wall. Look at that, that's pretty brutal. His hooks. Now, would anyone use that, do you think, instead of masochism? Would you actually use a uh, thing with hooks on the end? I think take you would. Chunks out of your flesh? Really, uh, probably Surely that's kill quite someone intense. with that. I can understand spanking, Phil. <laughs> We've discussed this before, Peter, but up. I think. Um, but if you're going go to think... actually taking chunks of flesh out of your body, surely that's. I think dangerous, uh, not anything. The things that uh, you can't understand are probably done, <laughs> but I think that that one I think is quite for extreme. the podcast. We need to go to some S and M joints, <laughs> and we need to do some proper research. Right, well, well, I'll, I'll see you there. Good. I'll meet you there later. <laughs> okay. Oh, hunt for the engineer, and the engineer will hunt you. Now, as we know, the engineer is the wall crawler from the first film. <laughs> yeah, so Spider-Man. So at this point, we're kind of... Th- <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're kind of... I When I first saw it, I was thinking about the engineer, because I knew that's what the creature was called. But of course, it's not. <gasps> oh, so, so he's got the the wire twins and a tattoo on his back. And they're moving. moving. And they go, hi! With some, yeah, weird sound effects. Oh, but he hasn't got the wine twins on his back. He's got a nail in the hand. Mm. I like the I like really the music. It's kind of a bit creepy and some weird metallic things in the background. And <clears throat> now okay. this is where we get a bit. <laughs> this is where we might draw. This is where the I line like the film less. Bit. I know they're going for something edgy. Yeah. But this is just a step too far, really, isn't it? Yeah, because there's one thing for a policeman to take drugs and have sex with a prostitute. But let's not have him friends with a paedophile <laughs> <laughs> and think it's okay. I'm not thinking it's okay, but go along with it. Mm. Yeah, and the fa- the way they talk about it here is not really... Oh. <sighs> Number five. Okay. Over 18. Too old for you. You see, I don't... Horrible. I don't know. I mean, that isn't saying he has sex with 10-year-olds. You know, he could be 16, 17-year-olds. Which, in this country, is legal. Yeah, I guess. Um, But, hey. Still, it's not... it's It's uncomfortable in the wrong way. 
I think. But then it, it does prove the film's point of, you know, that he, when he was alive, because this is obviously a replication of his life. Oh, of course. Uh, that when he was alive, yeah. he was a bastard. He was a horrible man. Yeah. Oh, and this is quite oh. a horrible scene anyway, this. Yeah. <sighs> So I, I like the uh, the engineer. I, I do quite like this thing that he's got. It's just his inside of his van is all full of mm. porn pictures, yeah. naked women. Yeah, that is nice. That's fun. <clears throat> and at this point, I remember when I watched it for the first time, I just was kind of like, wow, okay, this is really exciting. Yeah. I like the idea that um, there's a kind of under you know we've talked about it before there's like an underbelly to the city where people yeah. know about the engineer mm-hmm. and there's some kind of sadomasochistic yeah. stuff going on that's going a bit too far as a serial killer mixed up in it yeah all very exciting and this engineer this is it's very much um there's this whole sort of usual suspects kaiser soze thing going on with it as well yeah uh, this night it's a nice mystery and the concept of the engineer I mean obviously we attribute the engineer to the the uh, monster in the first no, film no but we know we know that's yeah, not what it's supposed to be in this the film whole, so yeah. we'll go along with what it's supposed to be in this film but I mean the whole concept of the engineer anyway even in the expanded Hellraiser mythology it's nice that sorry in the background they've got a woman's vagina not there just behind in there which is quite clever for censorship because <laughs> they couldn't have had that there and to get the the rating they wanted. Anyway, carry on. The engineer. <laughs> yes. Enough about vaginas. Well, indeed. Um, the uh, well, and the engineer in the, exp- the other side of his face. <laughs> Sorry, that's it's some good design on that back wall. <laughs> in the expanded Hellraiser mythology, the engineer, yeah. even the creature that we know of, is the engineer of hell. Is, yes, is someone who who makes the plans yeah, and kind of designs the make things. You know. Okay, so this remind, this the, is very reminiscent of um, the story of Kaiser Soze. This is very yeah, usual suspects. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely an influence. Why not copy that though? I mean, yeah, right, it's amazing. Absolutely. Again, one of the quintessential film noirs, really, you could say. <clears throat> so, what is it about this film that's lacking? Because it's well filmed. It's not badly scripted. There's been a couple of script not. Amazing script moments. I'd it's not say. bad though in the no, scope not of bad things. At all. It's interesting. I think it's mainly let down by the ending. Actually, I think all oh, this stuff's great, and the Asian cowboys, <laughs> which we'll get we'll to. get to that. But I, I, I don't know. I just feel that um... I think all well, this stuff's fine because you're thinking at this point. This is all interesting. I don't know what's going on, but I'm accepting. Oh. Oh, that's quite creepy. That I'm, is good. I'm accepting that it'll be explained later you know you're watching it thinking I don't understand what's going on but that's okay because it will be explained later on I just think that the balance between um, a satisfying uh, between a noirish mystery and Hellraiser elements was not enough no it's too uh, real noir and not enough Hellraiser for me which Um, again gives more power to the idea that it was a non-Hellraiser script before they started well also anything that's with Hellraiser is fucking expensive <laughs> anything that you do that's Hellraiser-y <laughs> costs yeah. a lot more money than having a guy mm. investigating a crime and going talking yeah, to someone 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Doug Bradley apparently only spent three days on this film filming. Okay. They flew him to America for three days of filming, and that was it. Woo. Yeah. And we spoke to him, and he said they paid him quite a lot for that. <laughs> yeah. And it seems silly well, when they're paying him that much to not use him. <laughs> That's what he was saying. But then and to film a... to film a very short amount of stuff does take a long time, as we know. Well, yeah, we know that, but they could have written him in more and had him for a week. But they'd have to pay him even more money. Well... <laughs> I'm saying, hey, he deserves it, but oh, I, no, I, I guess agree. the, I I guess the production agree. were... I bet he was probably one of the most expensive things yeah. in the film. You can't really do Pinhead without um, Doug Bradley, as we'll come to in our Revelation Sambuca podcast. Sambuca Festival. Um, <laughs> Sambuca Fest. Uh, I think, yeah, I think um, having Doug Bradley in it was a great idea. Mm. But because uh, they could have, I mean, this is the thing, they could have done it without him. They could have yeah. made this film without him. But there was a. Yeah, but they couldn't have really, could they? I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Fan backlash. They would, but not had Pinhead in it. In terms of the Do you logic, mean recasting him or not having Pinhead? No, not having Pinhead in it. So no. the logic of the film could have could have continued without. Well, no, him. yeah, he could have done. He could have been someone else describing what was going on at the end. It could, it could have been, been a completely be, different Cenobite. Yeah, but fans don't like this anyway because he's not in it enough. They yeah. would have gone mad if he hadn't been at all. But that's what I'm saying. I I think if you'd have written a sort of cat and mouse almost with more pinhead in it, so much for the cat and mouse. Shit. Yeah, um, I think that would have just been a bit more satisfying. See, and now he's telling him. <coughs> Oops, sorry. So he's planned all this out. He's basically it's he's, very he's just blackmail. But it's very clever the way he's done it because mm-hmm. he is saying, "You're not going to get." In I, I can actually get you out of this, yeah. but if you, but I can also make you go down for it. Yeah, no, it's good writing. It's clever. It's a good story. But then again, just what I was just saying about the pinhead cat and mouse. Mm-hmm. I think after the the last um, couple of movies, you would be, wisdom would say. Uh, having Pinhead walk around and talk a lot isn't actually the best for his character. So you think, okay, well, maybe we should try and limit him a bit more and not have him in it as much. I agree. But I that. think this time... Because you go back to the first film and he's only he's hardly in it. But, but when, when he's in it, he makes it makes a, a difference. real impact. Yeah. And that's the thing with this one. It needed two or three times that he was in it that mm-hmm. really... Oh, VHS, remember those? VHS... What? What? Yeah, I'll just commandeer this bar's video player. <clears throat> and this is also quite creepy. I mean, yeah, this is creepy. Of course, we can laugh about VHS now, but when I first saw this, it wasn't VHS. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We can laugh about VHS now. <laughs> but it was a thing. <laughs> well, that's the People thing. had to deal with VHS for many years. Nowadays, they don't know what it is, some of them. <laughs> Honestly. I remember winding the tape back. <laughs> I, I do. Oh, it was awful. I remember when I first watched the DVD, it was like magic. You can mean you can skip to a scene. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah, so this is... I mean, that's interesting. So here's another... St- oh. oh, who's this? 
And that looks cool, yeah. I think. I think that looks good. Yeah? I'm it's not, okay. I'm not bothered. I mean, the tongue's a bit naff. Rubbery. But I think the uh, face looks good. And that's all right. The shot's cool. I think um, the kind of very cheap way of uh, having him kind of just seeing the feet whilst he's whipping off screen. Yeah. And looks also good. a cheap way of <clears throat> filming it on a camcorder. Yeah. Works well. But now... It's gone. Mm. This, this, that guy's got a funny face. He's a science guy. <laughs> I like him as well. Alright. This is, I mean... I'm glad they don't... It doesn't go that far in this film because I hate it when people, you know, they're going mad. Mm-hmm. Do that thing where they're going mad and they're like, I, I, I'm, I'm right, I, I know I'm right. And everyone's like, oh, are you sure you're going over the edge? Yeah. I find that really boring to watch. <laughs> I don't believe they do it too much in this film. No, it's okay. They do it less than in the next film. <laughs> yeah, the next film's pretty, pretty bad for that. <laughs> Which we'll have our commentary on that soon as well. He's got to see I don't have time to see the counselor, Captain. Come on, Cap. Captain. Hmm. So mystery's deepening here, mm-hmm. big time. Hmm. Oh. Oh, they not friends anymore. No. Well, he wouldn't be, would he? Understandably, <laughs> yeah. really. He needs to get himself to that ice cream truck. We've stopped again. Oh. Ah. The mystery just keeps dragging us in. I know. <laughs> um, now, I, I quite like this film. I wanted to say that because we keep stopping and it's because I'm watching it. And Some people really hate this film, you know. I don't mind it. I don't dislike it I don't love it most I think people it's alright feel like that about it I think most people think it's okay <clears throat> it's fine but I want to keep bringing it back to how the people when they were making it what decisions they were making and why they were making them because mm. I don't believe they were making any poor decisions I just think that it's like cooking you know sometimes it doesn't come together fully yeah I think all the ingredients in this film are right I think the people making it are talented people I just think it's just not really come out that that great. Yeah. Do, do you agree? I don't know. Is that is that unfair no, to say? Do you think? I don't think it's that unfair because there's certainly something about it that doesn't make you go, "Oh yeah, I love that one." You go, "Oh that one, yeah yeah, I forgot about that one." <laughs> and there's nothing, you know, like I say, you know, they're going, "Okay, we don't want too much pinhead in there because that's or we we want to do this this way for this reason." You know, it all makes sense. Yeah. No, it does make sense. Now, he's creepy from the outset, I think. <laughs> he is. He is. Mm-hmm. And he's a kind of... Uh, he's been in a lot of things, hasn't he? Yeah, I think so. This is fun. I like that. This is a nice character moment. The fact that he does all this amazing things, but he doesn't share them with his little girl. 
I've, so he's kind of got this weird. Um, he's, he's, he's this shrink. He's and, the uh, chef for eyebrows are going mad now. Chef for eyebrows are going mad. Uh, the shrink and the shrink's kind of got uh, his costume here. Is it kind of priest-like? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is it cenobite-like? I think it's... obviously we know what comes out with this guy. Yeah. More voiceover. So yeah, the um, that psychiatrist counselor is uh, is someone making things happen. So now, so yeah, this, this is where it gets weird with the whole paedophile character because he he's so like I have to save this kid. I you know all these kids are missing, and I have to save these kids. He doesn't care about. A man having sex with them, though. Oh. Oh, that's good as well. That's a nice moment. No, he yeah. doesn't. It's But um... then, like I said earlier on, maybe... It's only because we saw the guy selling ice cream to little kids. I think that we... Well, he's dealing drugs as well, isn't he, really? Yeah, but the fact that he kids. says she's under 18, it might not mean little kids. I don't know. It's still a bit weird, I think. Odd choice, that. But it's not... I mean, it, it is and it isn't, because it, that's real life, isn't it? People justify things themselves, and people... Yeah, um, no, I suppose so. ...believe certain things, and then other things they turn a blind eye to. They're like, well, he's useful to me, therefore he's probably not doing anything that bad. I'll just mm. let him go, whatever. What do we think of this makeup on his back? Uh, what do we think of it? I think it's pretty good. <laughs> what do you think I of think, it? I think... Well, just there's a shot of now. It looked slightly... Like it was stuck on his back. I did. I thought it looked all right in that handy cam. Yeah, the handy cam was better than this. Oh, Mr. Paramaji. Mr. Paramaji. Mr. Paramaji. I own all you would die. die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nice. (laughs) Love that. We apologise to our American listeners that it just makes us laugh. (laughs) Doesn't this guy normally give us the finger? Good find that. Yeah, yeah, sorry to the... We like doing bad impressions of accents. So, we just... Well, yeah. Some sauce. So, sorry about that. We're so, we're, we're, sorry about we are, that. We are literally rubbish, aren't we, at accents? It's no, awful. Oh, no, no we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good, guys. We can be good if we work on them. We, if we try. Not after a few pints. Not after a few booze. drinkies. <laughs> a few boozes. Wow. This is These probably one of our glasses. most rambling conversations we've had. On the Hellraiser podcast. No, the Bloodline commentary went off the rails a bit. <laughs> Did it? I mean, at least this one has a through line. This is good because you can see here they're, they're trying to um, show that he's driving. By shaking so the, the camera. The camera is very close in because they can't show outside the car. I don't know. Which is, I mean, it works. It works fine. I mean, it looks uh, kind of cheap, and but, but, but I don't but think I, mean, you... I don't think anybody who really didn't know about how you make films would bother about it. No. Now, what's happening here? I like this bit. <laughs> I know you do. I think now we get into it. I mean, and I, I don't think it's bad to steal from the best and stuff. You know, I, I think we just get very Lynchian here and, and very kind of... Um... Yeah, but so far we've had Blade Runner meets Usual Suspects meets David Lynch. Well, what's wrong with that? I'd love to make a film that was like that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my ideal film. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So therefore, this should be your ideal film to watch. Well, that's why I'm saying to you, why has the mix... Why is it not? Why has the batter of my ideal film pancake not <laughs> come out to the right level? It's just not risen. It hasn't it's quite... Not... I don't want to shove my maple syrup all over it. <laughs> that's for our Canadian listeners. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I, I don't know what is wrong with this film. Wrong is the wrong word, but I don't know what hasn't quite worked. Yeah. I'm trying to think about it now as I watch it. Me too. It's um, if I mean, it does feel a bit disjointed, doesn't it? Parmaggi. <laughs> I, I mean, how can you not like this? I like him because he's in Fight great. Club as well. He's in Fight Club, yes. <laughs> He does these I was like, characters. Yeah, there's a guy from Fight Club. I mean, these kind of characters he does very well. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure this is not a test? <laughs> That's good fun. So everyone knows who the engineer is, or they know of the engineer. If you watch this film. And you didn't know anything about Hellraiser, what would you think? Mm. I mean, it would be even weirder. Because I guess we've no, got... No, like I said, we've got the a end, compass. at the moment, what's hellraiser about it? No, because we've got some kind of... Uh, the, him holding the box. Right? Yeah, but that whole... The only Hellraiser section we've had so far was a dream sequence. So if you're no, watching, but... it's not knowing anything about it. At the moment, it's just a weird... Noir no, but the, the the concept of Hellraiser, like the the box and stuff like that, is holding you over in your mind. You're watching it. Yeah. You're going, he's got the box on him. Pinhead. I saw him for a second. Yeah. Like you, you. That is keeping you watching it. If you didn't know anything about Hellraiser, Mm-mm. this is faceless. This is unbelievably weird. Cowboy. Get him. Go get him. Oh. There he goes. This is where you kind of got your sort of fake outdoor lit set thing. Yeah. Smoky thing. The wire twins, hello. Yeah, they're in the background. I love Chatter a torso in a tree. I was just looking at a screensaver the other day of all these things and I love that like all of them, everything in the Hellraiser universe has been made into a toy. Or, yeah. or statue or sculpture. Yeah. <laughs> Another weird angle. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. We like weird angles. We do. Nice use of light and colour. Mm. Oh, oh no! Surely not the chatter beast. No, we're okay. <laughs> it's the Asian cowboys. As they How are can you not like this? <laughs> How can you not like this? It's just a bit silly. It's just ridiculous. But I like that he is sort of defending himself, which I, I mean, just think just, is amazing. Yeah, look, it's <laughs> it's a bit silly. I tell you what was this? What, was this? Was this before or after um, Matrix Reloaded? This was a year after the first Matrix film. Well, there you go. Matrix Reloaded clearly stole. Clearly stole from These, Hellraiser Inferno. Yeah, <laughs> for the uh, twins. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're... Yeah, you got a point. 
Nice waistcoat. Mm-hmm. Oh, the game. You're supposed to find the, the child. Game. That's a good movie. <laughs> the game. We should do a commentary yeah, yeah. on that. I like that. <laughs> okay, let's get through Hellraiser first. Um. <clears throat> Interesting. They've gone. Uh... Oh, hey Tony. If I was to be, if I was to be really controversial, please. Dude. I didn't see anything much there that suggested that those cowboys were Asian, apart from the fact that they were doing martial, martial arts. arts. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but we everybody refers to them in that way. No, they're in the they're in the credits. Is that what that's they call why, it? Asian cowboys. Yeah, Asian cowboy one, Asian cowboy two. That's them in the, in the credits. It's not just me giving them like that name. no, because I, I remembered that scene differently. I remembered seeing their faces and stuff, and you don't really not really see no, no. them. Uh, only briefly at the end, but it's very dark. Hmm. No, but of course, only Asian people can kick like that. Can do can do martial arts. <laughs> yeah, clearly, exactly. goodness gracious. Yeah. Oh, hello, Joseph. Yeah, he's he's very priest-like, isn't he? And of course, Pinhead was referred uh, yeah. to as the priest. He is the in priest. Early uh, draft of the screenplay of the first film. He is the uh, Black Pope of Hell. He is. Oh, poor Sheffer. I think I'm. 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 I'm going to start talking about it now because I don't think we're going to have time at the end. Right. Uh, what my my one of my problems with this film is that I think that uh, this is all against uh, Pinhead's modus operandi. I think yeah. This no, is been way too much before. trouble. It's weird. To take. Yeah, and the, you think about the first film. They're just doing a job. They're just workers. They turn up. You solve the box. Come on, you got to come with us. That's what we do. But you know, and even if one, even yeah. if they're loving it, you know, then and 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 loving the torture and and the pain and the pleasure. Yeah, that's what it's about: pain and pleasure. And yes, this is psychological torture. Fine, yeah. I understand that you want to go into that different realm. Fine, but, but it just it's not just moral too guardians. convoluted. Yes, they're punishing him for his life, and yeah. that's not what they do because if anybody can open the box and be tortured to death forever that's not what they're about but they're about but pain these films, and pleasure I mean these films count as Hellraiser canon mm-hmm. so this is what the filmmakers are telling us is true is the fact if but you open not. the box you might get sucked into your own personal hell which involves an entire universe built just for you where you have to relive your past Mistakes, but we know that the first films were Hellraiser canon because yeah, they I were know. created. I'm, all I'm and then this I'm is, is other advocate. people I'm just who are using that. a name that they purchased. But because these are official by a films, company, you know these aren't fan films. These are the official Hellraiser films. You yeah. kind of have to try and take them as canon. But there's no point trying to shoehorn them Excuse into me. it. I don't think that they, you know, I don't I, I think we can all agree that the Cenobites are not interested in whether you've been a good or bad person. Clearly not, because of Kirsty. Uh, exactly. Kirsty's a good person, but they're going to take her just because she opened the box. Mm. Um, so I don't know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, well I mean... And I feel like this is all just very convoluted uh, on, on Pinhead's part. But yeah. I like the idea that this is all, you know, a fantasy. But I just don't like the idea that Pinhead is now acting as the 
counsellor, you know. The, no, the, yeah, the, yeah. All, this, that's what I agree. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I just don't think that's in his character. I just don't think no. he would do that. I don't and think he would be bothered well, to do that. No, I agree. And it's all very well at being a, a fun little twist. But then when you go back and look what the character did for the rest of the time, you think, why was he? Why? Why is he doing all this? Why is he telling him all about it and acting like this? Hmm. What is? What can he possibly gain, Pinhead, from doing this? Acting as this person. This well, he's torturing him, isn't he? Is that yeah? But why is he taking the time to do it? Well, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. what I'm saying. But like I can I can see they go they write on paper. Yes, um, this is a torture, a mental torture, mm-hmm. because when he un- uncovers it all. It's so horrible. It's a horrible situation he's been through. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't. I don't like it either as much as the original films. Um. <clears throat> but this is what we've been given, Phil. <laughs> this is what we've got to work with. Well, yeah, you know, and uh, it's not. I. I just. It's I not really... the worst thing in the world. It's not like they're you know putting Pinhead in a video game or anything. Hey, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> we'll come to that one. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. That may it's, not be a Sambuca podcast, but the, we need some massive boozers for the Hellworld podcast. Need some something. But it's still, you know, the engineers. And at this point, when I first saw this, I was thinking, this guy is weird and creepy. He's the engineer. Mm-hmm. And I, Absolutely. And so it wasn't much of a twist for me. That he was, you know, but a, I think at this, baddie, as uh, it were. at this point, um, I could be wrong. I perceive that they're saying you do think that he's the engineer, mm-hmm. but the engineer is a man, a human being who is a yeah. murderer. You don't believe he's going oh, to no. turn yeah, into yeah. A, a demon from hell. <laughs> but then, if you know about Hellraiser, you do believe that some, he's going to turn up at some point. Yeah. More creepy shots. That kid didn't like him. Is that like a little nod to like "Don't look now" or something? It's got red. Uh, it could have been actually. Red, I hadn't thought about crow. that before. And that shot of the corridor and the the snow is very rem- reminiscent of the feathers in the first film. Yes, Kirsty's dream. Yes, yes So, are we saying that this this is is a well-made film full of nods to other films, or is it just a film made up of things stolen from other films? I think it's uh, I think it's both. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, think there's a problem with taking things from films that are good, but no. you've, you've got to put your own slant on it. Though you, you can't just copy it wholesale. You've got to, no, no. You know, there's no new things, are there? You've got to just repurpose things for your own ends. Yeah, I think that's what paralyzes creative people a lot of the time is trying to think new 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 all the time yeah it's true you've actually just got to make other things your own Mm -hmm. in a clever way and don't just rip them off that's the worst when people just rip stuff off oh god yeah no I agree oh she's nice she's looking after him I hope nothing bad happens to her well (laughs) listen up sonny And this makes you feel even worse for her because, you know, he's been a shit to her and she's actually 
Nice. Uh-oh. Oh. Cenobite hand. I, th- I find it hard to um, empathise in a weird way because I find his uh, shittiness to be so unrealistic. Mm. Like, you know, I know him what you mean. Kind of doing coke and then going off and, and finding some kind of Blade Runner hooker and <laughs> kind of stuff. it doesn't seem like a real guy cheating on his wife. You know, no, it's all very stylized. It's very stylized, and, and the and little so... thing he uses to snort the coke from is very stylized. His little well, it seems very useful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I, I feel like but um... I find it hard to care about any anyone else after having seen the film before because I know that this is all they're all fake people in hell do you know what I mean like, this isn't his real wife I don't care what happens to her these are these are fake people have been invented yeah. by him yeah and as soon as I discovered it was all not real then the second time I watched it I thought I don't really care about any of these people anymore because I know that they're not real. the real people yeah I don't know what happened to the real people. Maybe something bad happened to them. In that case, I do feel bad, but I don't really care about her because she's been in, made or invented by the Cenobites. Yeah. But this is this is nice though because he's he's making mm. sure that she knows how to use the gun, making sure that he can protect his family. So he does care about them, and he cares. Well, about I mean, the it'd girl. be a bit of a complete maniac if he was just willing to let them get killed well yeah <laughs> she's not holding that gun very uh, well <clears throat> in her daughter's hair <laughs> <laughs> and now we're going to the uh, hospital okay your favourite bit well the guy in the chair the guy in the chair I love him you love that the is guy in the chair Lynchian if you're going to use that word I will I'll use it Disowned. <laughs> Are you sure that you're their son? He uses that badge all the time, doesn't he? I got a badge. Hey, that's the benefit of being a cop. Oh, is it? Yeah. Use that badge for all anything. Right. All right, okay. I'm going to sign up tomorrow. Right, I'm going to get some more boozes. Oh, you got to wait for the guy. What, is he coming right now? Yeah. Doesn't he? He's before he visited, isn't he? Okay, let's check him out. It's a nice dolly zoom, which I think is a bit extended via CGI. Oh, look at that. It's a good staggery. I like this. Motion. I'm not quite sure why he's all messed up. There's no reason. Here he is. <laughs> Creepy. That is creepy. This guy, though, I, I do, I love him. There's a bit Silent Hill with this in a bit. That's that's really freaky. That is creepy. That's great. That is good. I do actually, like him. I've got to say. I'll get the booze. I'm closer. You keep talking. Do not stop talking till I get back. Right. Go. So, everyone. Well, now he's out of the room. What a complete dick. Uh, no. Uh, here we are watching the film he's visiting his mum uh, unfortunately really nicely lit there you go in here oh thanks that was quick uh, 
carry on. I really like this. I, I like all this stuff in this hospital and the the, the sets, the yeah, lighting. Ooh. It all looks really cool. Hmm. I do. Oh man, look at this. It's God, this I mean, is, it is horrible. This is grim. And it might be a bit too grim, a bit too much for some people. But no, but this is this is this is horror, I'd say. Mm. You don't have to have monsters and stuff like that. This is horror horrible. Yeah. That's what was horrifying. It's cre- this whole section. What was what, is really creepy. One of the most horrifying things about Hellraiser was the fact that a woman was willing to kill innocent men. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. to be with her lover again, mm-hmm. and and that is something people can't forget. You know, the supernatural elements are not necessarily the the forefront mm. of these films. Definitely, he's back in his childhood room. Let's just do that. There we go. That's no, good, and the sound design is great. Yes, it is. Is there some good? Oh, and you can do some really clever stuff with sound. That's yeah. I don't want to say cheap because it's not cheap, but it's it's you know cheaper than filming things. Yeah, absolutely. You just need a talented guy, you know, in a room doing what he does best. Yeah. <clears throat> well, sounds <laughs> amazing. <laughs> no, but you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, crikey, it's uh, cheaper than filming classic. special effects. Oh yeah, gloop, gloopy. Quite it's jammy looking, it that is, blood, it? isn't it? It's quite viscous, that stuff. Isn't yeah, it? I like it though, it's a um, good effect. Reminiscent of Hellraiser 3, of course. Oh, hello, where have we gone now? Not so sure about that. No. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. That was a weird face. Hang on, there was another dream. A dream within a dream. Got to be so but hang on. careful and clever, haven't you? When you do dream within a dream, it's not but real what? stuff. But it was—it's happening again. Oh dear! No. Uh oh! Is he going to go oh, back there? Oh, that was a full Sheffer face. Yeah. He wasn't having any of that. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, shit! Smash that Here car. We go. Done. No, he should no have. Time. He should have shot her. <laughs> <laughs> he should have just shot her in the face. <laughs> oh, I was at this. Yeah, here we security go. guard. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Denver PD. Denver PD. It's in the uh, in the write up. It's. Uh, this he's listed as a LA cop. I know. He's not an LA cop, he's in Denver PD. Denver, Colorado. What write up? Uh in the blurb, I think, the original blurb for the film it says an LA cop is uh How funny. such and such <clears throat> and such a whatever. And when he's driving around <clears throat> Is that Denver? Uh, yeah, the streets. I guess so. I don't know. We've American. We've never been to Denver or LA. Please let us know. We are uh, ignorant. We love of these you all, American listeners. Places, and we want your feedback. <laughs> we certainly do. Oh, oh funny! He's gone. 
Uh, uh, wait a minute. Oh, Jesus Christ. He is the bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're the bed. What's going on here? What's under there? Uh-oh. That's quite nice. Again, reminiscent of that dream sequence in the first film. Yeah. And the mattress of the second film. Yeah. I'm not saying this is a film made up of stolen images. <laughs> Well, it is, <laughs> but it is. But then no, I don't. Not. I don't it's think. Well, it is, of, no, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I think it is. I think the word stolen. Oh, st- yes, yeah, stolen is a bad it's, word. It's not, to they're use. not stolen. You know, they. Hey, if Scott Derrickson's listening to this, Scott, we love the film. I. But. Oh, hang on! Is this the finger? If <laughs> he's giving him the finger. finger, two fingers. If you're trying to make a Hellraiser film and you've spent all this time not having anything Hellraiser in it, yeah, of course you're going to be wanting to put images in there of Hellraiser things. Yeah, of course. And of course the, the studio are probably saying, can we have some Hellraiser stuff in it as well? Yeah. Tony, no, 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 no. Oh, the engineer. Uh oh, you're in trouble, mate. No, he's lost it. He's lost it. He's a loose cannon. <laughs> he is out of control. That's fair enough. Tony, this is what you should have done right at the beginning. Oh, engineer. Oh dear. We've, well, we we'll stopped talking again. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so this is interesting, the fact that he... And is there no engineer? Maybe there isn't an engineer. So we think, oh, I hit him. Oh, dear. Oh, no, I don't No, I don't That's think there it. is an engineer, per se. At this point, we don't really like him at all anymore, do we? Who? Joe. No. I mean, we didn't before, but we kind of... He was a, he was a lovable rogue. I think there was but about... Now a, he's just a complete... Four seconds at the beginning of the film where I thought he was a lovable rogue. <laughs> <laughs> now, since then, I've not liked him. Yeah. But I have admired Mr. Sheffer's abilities uh, yeah. to portray extreme insanity. <laughs> Leave him, Tony. He's not worth it. Oh, dear. Mm. I've, I, we've had feedback from some of our listeners that they have listened to our previous commentaries... Uh, without the film. Yeah. They just listen to one on the tube. So in that light, if anyone is, I apologise for this one. Because yeah, there are actually, we quite are, a lot yeah, of stuff we're just, we're just going, to what's going oh, on. Ooh, Ooh, look at that. Look at that. Sorry, wow. guys. Uh, um, so, um, but I would actually, I would urge you to go back and watch it because it's it's good. It's worth watching. Yeah, check it out. Try it out. Try it on for size. And if you're watching this on the train, then heads up, you're off at the next stop. Oh, here we go, he's gone to the address. So it's still, I mean, it's still pretty disjointed by this stage. Well, again, the the fine blend of um, mystery, disjointedness, mm-hmm. versus confusing. And I think this film doesn't stray too much into the confusing realm. Maybe that's because I've seen it a few times now. Can I remind everyone that so far it's it's... 
nearly one hour, ten minutes in, and we've only seen Pinhead for three seconds. Three seconds, yeah. Three seconds, if that, maybe two and a half seconds. Do you remember when this, this um, having your flashlight under the gun... Yeah, that's was, cool. ...was literally in every single show that and film. That is cool. As soon as someone discovered that... Yeah, the X-Files. They, yeah, they um, went mad. Everybody had yeah. it. God bless them. And also, can you just shine your torch into the camera so we get a flare? Mm. Thanks very much, Craig. So what's happening go. here? So here we go. You got this. Uh, these kind of locations, I think, are really cool. Yeah. You know, weird windows and. I mean, it's like a treasure great. hunt, isn't it? It is like a rubbish treasure hunt <laughs> where everything is crap and horrible <laughs> and murderous. So what's what's down happening. this telescope? Not, mm. not Tony. Oh, Tony Palindrome's getting killed. No. No, 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 no. You see... Yeah, keep looking, though. You look at... No, but, like, you... You look at a shot like that, and you say the film has decided that you have to watch him die through the telescope. Yeah. Shepard does not pull back and go, Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Shepherd he gives watches. it. He gives it the full. No, 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 no. And that's great. Yeah. You can't you can't place half measures this kind of story? Not when you're Sheffer. Oh. Who's this? Sounds like him. If you ask me. Oh. That's nasty. Oh yeah. I like he's got this kind of cool black leather jacket. Technically, you only have. Eight fingers. Two oh, thumbs. come off it, Peter. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't get all... Six fingers. Finger thumbist. Just two fingers <laughs> left and two thumbs. <laughs> oh, that's full Sheffer. <laughs> See, that's why... Phone, that's why... <laughs> This is why people need to watch this movie and not just listen to our commentary because... You're missing the full Sheffer if you just listen to it. You're missing some serious full Sheffer. (laughs) And more shaky cam in the car. Which I cannot state enough is um, (laughs) all with love from us. Mm. It's not... We're not taking the piss. We love (laughs) Sheffer. It's pure love. Sometimes I just stay in all night in the mirror doing the full full Sheffer. But you can't get it it down. You can't. I know. You been, can't even. I've been trying since compete. the year two thousand. For thirteen years, I've been trying to pull it off. <laughs> for thirteen years. Thirteen years. I've been, I've been trying, trying to pull off a full. Why have we got? Where are we, where are we pirates now? I was. Well, you pirates. <laughs> was okay. Thirteen years we've had for a full sheffer. <laughs> There'd be no sheffer in my house. <laughs> so here he goes back home again. Now he's gone to a shotgun, which is uh, yeah, a whole new. It's level. a little bit like a video game. You know, changing what? weapons and going through different locations, and oh, here we go. Now we're Hellraiser. No chains. No, no. It's not like a video game. No, I ignore that. <laughs> Damn, I can't cut things out of this because it's live. <laughs> I can't just cut out stupid things I say like I normally do. <laughs> so this is interesting. You've got the pillar, pillar of souls. And At this point, you'd be like, "Well, so what are you doing it. here?" There are any cocks on this pillar like they're on the first one? Hey, hey, Peter! I didn't mean the actors. 
I like I do like this room though. I've spoken about it before, oh. but I, I oh that's my good. god, that's grim. That's seriously grim. I like that. I don't know why, but I actually found the the actual block of wood just frightening. Mm. Oh, on its own, you mean? Yeah. Now, how's this? That spinning wood. Effect? Let's just have a look for a moment. Is uh, fucking spooky. It is. Nah, nah. But at, pretty good at the time. At the time, pretty good at the that time. That was great. I'd say. Broke up and collapsed, but not quite as not good so now. much. Right now, not not bad though. <laughs> so who's this? What's this weird priest guy doing? And why is he there? Priest oh, counselor. Yeah, that's finger. You got a finger. See, the finger thing does not. It just doesn't pan out properly. Well, there from his weird. Hey, you can explain it to me oh again, but it sake. just doesn't. It <laughs> doesn't. It's not satisfying. Especially that first finger. Jay chose death scene. Hmm. But you're going to let us know about that, lovely listeners. Hang on. It came up. Oh, that's brilliant. No. Now we know who it is. Oh, hang on. It's yours. It's yours. Oh, shit. Whoa. <laughs> you become more animal than man. It's like Boone when he's turned into his cabal Boone. Oh, oh no, we're watching it again. Okay, sorry. We're really getting stuck in here. He's focus there. Yes, he is. He is. He's not. He's he's nice and sharp. <laughs> but listeners, Sheffer was out of focus. Sheffer was out of focus because he was so full Sheffer. <laughs> actually... Craig, you're out of focus again. You got to stay in the spot. No. He was just oh. destroying the camera. Dribbles. Now he's lost it. Now he's gone. He's gone sort of... Ah, oh, here we go. Yeah. Well, I gathered that from ages ago. But what's happening now? And how is this uh, here we go. now? So let's, have, let's have a look at this, effects-wise. Yeah, pretty... Okay. Poor. Not bad. It's not bad. Not great. Not bad though. But not great. No, I think that's okay. Not. Not. So now we're not one, bad. one sixteen into the film, and Pinner's turned up again after He's two very seconds. blue. He's very blue. We know that he can be very blue. He sometimes is blue. There we go. <clears throat> now, apparently, um, Scott Derrickson said that Pinhead was quite hard to write for, and so. Doug Bradley was allowed some scope to change some lines. Right. He's got his round pinheads again. Yeah. Nail heads. Look at this. It's like letting it go. It does. It looks awkward. It looks. Hmm. That's it. He's gone again. That was what? Maybe twenty seconds worth of pinhead. You just, you know, you just love Doug Bradley so much. He's just like, ah. Oh. As soon as he comes on the screen, you're you're all over it. Well, he's brilliant, and, and then he's gone. The the it's the iconic character. It's the makeup. It's everything. You just you get excited when you see him. Mm-hmm. But not when he's played by a different actor. No, no, it has to be the Bradley. As I um, have now decided, yes, you've decided him. he will be called. Sorry about that. Every future podcast. Yeah. Oh. 
moving right. pictures. Um, so what we're thinking back now then? This, this, I mean, the film's definitely taking a bit of a turn At this point, for you the think, worst here. I, I don't know what's say. going on. No idea. Let's just work out what's going on. I don't like... I mean, this is another structural thing. Once a character has tipped over the point of sort of yeah. madness, I don't like for them then to have to keep finding stuff out and be very confused no. for long periods of time. Okay. Because here, I know that things are not real. Yeah, I know that that's, we know that that's him as a kid. Yeah, so oh. therefore, I don't want him to kind of be wandering around going, what is this? Uh, uh, you know, I, I find what, it boring. What would, like, what would you do instead? I think the, maybe it should have cut from this... I, I don't necessarily think they should have had him staggering around and have the focus on him. I think we should see what we need to see. Right. Um... But he needs to discover it all, doesn't he? I know, but he can As discover it, and then you know we can see it, and then cut back to him. I don't know. I just find it really boring <laughs> watching okay. people go. Oh, what is this? Oh. Some war, some Vietnam stuff on the TV. Mm-hmm. His dad was a veteran, oh, was name, he? Jimmy Brownie. His favourite. He loved brownies. Yes. But he's still... Yeah, no. He's, I mean, I agree that it goes on a bit, this whole creeping around with a shotgun. And I think we mentioned this on our last podcast. At this point, you are kind of going, okay, come on, where are we going? Let's go, let's go. And it, it does become a little... It's, it's sort of slow. That's what, does, yeah. I guess that's, that's what it. I mean that's by it. It, it. it gets slow. It slows slow. down. And it shouldn't. It should be speeding up towards the climax. I tell you what, I've just realised if you want to talk about computer games, at this point, this film is really like Max Payne, the computer game. Is it? He looks like Max Payne, and this is all really like Max Payne, I, I would say. never played Listeners, Max Payne. anyone who's played Max Payne, get back to me. This is very Max Payne-y. What's happening now? The house is falling apart. Shaky cam. Shaky chef cam. <laughs> chef cam. <laughs> that's what I mean then yeah it does it get, slows that's, that's down the fruit rotting away to nothingness withering everyone's withering getting the old withering hand. mum's getting old like oh the I'm kids, disappearing he's eating a brownie and disappearing back to the future style so yeah the, the momentum's kind of lost isn't it the pinhead's turned up and then gone go away then he's gone away yeah and then now she's the old mum no eyes no eyes and, uh, so where, where are her eyes then oh, I think the implication is she cut them out and pulled and, them out but he's got no eyes either oh he's got to kill his own mum good stunt there though good, good little uh, yeah quite juicy Mm-hmm. So, killed his parents. Yeah. All nice back snowy again. So, by inaction, he's allowed his family to die. Killed his parents. Yeah. Um. He's, you know, he's done it all, hasn't he, mm-hmm. really? He's he's run the gamut. He has. Of, of evil stuff. Oh dear. And so we've only had 23 seconds of Pinhead so far <laughs> in this film. 
Um, but so, you yeah. know, this, this film, it's not about Pinhead. It's about him. And his it own is, and head. that's why, in a weird way, I'm kind of like, they should have made Pinhead more about it. Oh, hello. Or less. That's fun. The dead hooker jumping out from her death. Oh, oh no. Shoot her. Yeah, that's <laughs> Classic. good as well. That's, that's great. That's funny, though, that, he, that, that he's just funny. like, I'm just going to shoot you. He knows that she's a dead person. Well, she's dead already, so what, what, exactly. what's the point of shooting her? And the kid needs him. The kid who is him as a kid. Oh, mm. who's this? Tony. They're like, well... Stab me in the back. You stab, you stab me in the back. Oh. Subtle imagery. Subtle. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Some kind of CGI. Nice. Knives. Big knives. It's nice though. Yeah. Oh, dear. I wouldn't just stand there if I was you shouting Tony. Yeah. Oh, in the leg. I'm gonna be careful. Just shoot him. Oh, this the the stunts that's a, that's are a good, good. Gun, isn't it? <laughs> the stunts <laughs> of the people getting shot are, are. are quite good. So this is it. Our commentary even is waning at this point because mm. it's. The, the momentum is, is lost. Slow. Yeah, this it's got a bit sludgy. It really and has. You're like, okay, he's dead. He's alive. What? And you get excited, and then it slows right down. And they're trying to make Even it exciting. Stuff, Look at the camera. They're I know. they're trying to sort of make it. Oh, that's that's fucking horrible. That yeah, dude. But me. it's still. <clears throat> you're still thinking. Yeah, all right, come on. They're trying to sort of jazz it up a bit and get it a bit. You know, a bit sexy. This what you think of as sexy then? <laughs> or action-y, if you want to use that word. <laughs> but no, I think right, what I does, think is sexy is shooting a paedophile through the window of an ice cream van. <laughs> 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 it's uh, just one of those things. Oh, hello. Why twins? So here they are. They love, um, they do like a stroke. They do like stroking. They call them the Stroke Sisters. They love it. <laughs> Just shoot everything. Gonna... Shoot the oh, door. Oh, you can't. He's no like, bullets. Damn. I use my. I use my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. So, where are we now, then, Phil? At the Maybe end, blunt. I guess, yeah. Who's this? Oh, it's what him. the? I was what like, the? Sin City. <laughs> so here we go. We're now in Hell Room. Hell Room. That should be the next film. <laughs> Hellraiser Hell, Hell Room. room. <laughs> the whole thing's set in one room. One continuous take. Hell Room. <laughs> and then you could, no, you could have Elevator. <laughs> and then Hell Room. That's a bit. That's a bit eighties. And the music, the sounds are a bit like. It's like eighties Doctor Who. There he is. Uh oh. Fingers off. <laughs> oh, fingers off. Oh, that's pretty grim. Yeah, that's nasty. Who's this? <gasps> it's the faceless killer. He's like, I can't walk very well because I can't see. I can't see what I'm doing. And stop. 
You kill him. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. He's a faceless killer. He's <gasps> like, wait a minute. What's he doing? He's like, I'll wait. Pulling I'll his wait. face off. I'll wait. Wait. What are you up to? <gasps> what the deuce? It was him all along. Um. No. What? Oh, here we go. Oh, dear. Grab him. Now, now we're Hellraiser. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Doesn't get much more go. full Sheffield than that. Pinhead's back. So Pinhead is, we must try not to watch here, Peter. No. We're, we're drawn in. But here he is, he's back, thank God. He's back. I just feel that, uh, look at this, he looks very different there. Uh, I yeah, would say. he does, doesn't he? He doesn't look like the pinhead I remember. No. It's nice that his head looks like it's floating, isn't it? Because his neck is in shadow. Mm. That's nice. Yeah, I understand. No, neither do we, mate. He's very blue in this one. Yeah, and his face is bobbly as well. They've gone for that, that, like, that I mean, porous thing before, that we said yeah. about. <laughs> Like, no. And then when we first meet him, it was almost like it was to do with the whole the fact that he was really cold and it might have been frost. Well, the first but time... it's not. Yes. Yeah, the first time you, it could have been sort of this snow room. And it's nice that, you know, you want to give him some skin texture, but it doesn't quite I don't think he needs right. it, though. I've, I've, weirdly, no. I've always felt that that was an affectation of a makeup designer and not what's right for the character. Well, I don't remember it being like that in the first film. Well, it wasn't <laughs> like that in the first film, but no. out of any character, he doesn't need to have a skin texture because mm. he is unearthly. He's supernatural. Yeah, definitely. Oh. He could have his face like marble, you know. And now he's killing his younger self. Flesh, your flesh is killing your spirit. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree with that. No, but it's, uh, it's nice. That the makeup is, you know, the the nails are good though. You can get that close to his face and still it does look good. Apart from the porous skin texture, but on his chest, oh, well, that's, che- that's supposed to be his skin on his chest. Yeah, but that's weird because it all looks cracked, like cracked. Strange. I mean, that's nice. The pulled face, the pulled out flesh. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> that's some good effects. Um. Yeah. It's him in the same picture. <laughs> what sorcery is this? <laughs> and Welcome, Welcome to, to hell. hell. Stretch oh, it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Stretch stretchy, it. stretchy, stretchy hooks. Oh, Pull his face off before Full Sheffer. Full Sheffer. That's it. Don't stare at me, you psycho. Hey, hey. Sorry, I'm you sorry. Tell Sheffer what I'm to sorry, do. Greg. And that's it. That's the end of the film. <gasps> no, wait. Wait a minute. Hang on. Where is he now? Is oh, it? Oh, it was all wait a dream. Wait a minute. It's okay. Oh, it's all right, Phil. It was all a dream. I don't remember this bit. Oh my god, it's okay. Yeah, he was back in the toilet. Oh, thank God for that. That's a, hang on. What about that first finger? What? Jay Joe's <laughs> oh, <no>. death sight. <laughs> Oh, sorry, she's alive still. She's Blade Runner's still here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're okay. You're still alive. Oh, Haven't you earned your money yet? Well, why don't you go? Is what I'm I would say. Doing it then. You why don't you leave? John down the road. 
Okay, get out of there, Joe. Just Crikey. go. Just on the off chance it might all happen again. Yeah, I'd be out of there like a shot. Well, he is leaving. This is not like out like a shot. This is walking no, very slowly. No, he's happy though. He's, he was all a dream. Don't worry about it. Okay. Did that wall wobble when you close the door? Uh, possibly. <laughs> Although it could have done in real life. But now it looks look, like a crap hotel room. He's all about his family. He's right. His flesh was killing his spirit. Mm-hmm. So it's all right. He's now a family man. Everything's fine. Happy ending. Just back to work. Quick phone call. And... Uh oh. What the hell? Oh no. I feel it's happening again. It's all going to no, happen. No, it's again. not happening again. No. I can't watch the film what would you do? again. What would you do in this situation? Uh, I would uh, go to the toilet. You'd go in another direction. I, I, just... I wouldn't go to the toilet. No. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. However. I do like this Groundhog Day style everything repeating itself version of hell. Yes. And that is a pretty scary thought. It is a scary thought. And he can try different things to do. He can try and get it out of the city this time. But it, See what happens. You, See what catches up with him. There's something more interesting about going, um, about saying, okay, if you have figured it out, what knowledge do you then retain yeah. Because if he now knows... But no, this is different though, because now he's going out into his... So it's not the same. Yeah. It's not repeating itself. He's going back into his childhood bedroom. But I think there's something exciting and interesting about if you if it repeats. Hotel. Yeah. Then what do you do to change it? And then how does it get even worse? I mean, that's kind of Groundhog Day. Yeah. Oh, dear. That's it. There we go. Well, so what do you think? I think it just loses with that that bit where we were saying it gets a bit slow. It just loses itself there. Mm. I think. I think yeah, it's really actually, interesting until that moment. And that's to me, uh, weirdly, smacks of um, needing to fill some kind of runtime. What time runtime? I is don't know. It? Well, it's one thirty-two now. So by the time the credits finish, it'll be one thirty-four, maybe. So they could have cut four minutes out and still had it ninety minutes. Because I don't think you need that. Stuff. I don't because this. I just every time I I think about this film, I forget why it's it's just thought of as bland. But then I watch it, and this is this is great. This is really good. And then I think this is getting a bit slow now, <laughs> and then it ends, and I'm like, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. But it got a bit slow towards the yeah, end. Yeah, it's. I think it's the end that lets it down. And when I to the end, I'm in the last you know 15 minutes or so. Christ, I can't believe how little Pinhead there is in it. I mean, oh, you forget no. how little there is. He's in it for maybe, what, three or four minutes, possibly. And even though he is ultimately orchestrating the whole thing... Well, that would be their argument. That would be the filmmaker's argument, probably. Yeah, but it doesn't seem that way for the viewer, obviously. No. And I appreciate that it takes a long time for Doug to get into makeup, and yeah. it costs a lot of money. And we both have... have been on film sets we know how long it takes to film things but it's God <clears throat> knows a bit more of him in this film would have gone a yeah, long way it would have been nice 
Well, mm. he's in the next one a bit more. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an interesting one. Um, yeah. I hope people have uh, enjoyed... Listening to our ramblings. Our chat. Um, we've come out pretty much the same as we went in. Yeah, we really enjoy it. I think we it's, really enjoy it's the first right. two thirds, I think it's safe to say. It's not. It's not a bad film. It's not a bad film at all. It's not an amazing film. It's. Uh, it's just a. It's but just it's, a film. It's good. It's good. It's, it's right. pretty good. It's I. Right. I can't fault the decisions they were going down. I can't no, really. I, can't. S- I don't really think that the people involved with it were making bad decisions. No. I just think in the end mix, it just came out not quite right, um, mm-hmm. but not not bad at all. No, I think they should be pleased with it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think this was if 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 it had, they'd taken this style, yeah, and run with it and gone okay, so that was that one. <clears throat> Next one, totally different, <laughs> and and actually gone. The Hellraiser now needs to be completely yeah. self-contained episodes of stuff that are, are not related at all. The next one. For me, it just feels quite similar. Yeah, it 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 was like, well, that one was all right ish, so let's do another one that's like that, which we will get to soon. We'll do a a a couple more podcasts, then we'll get to our commentary for Hellraiser, Hellseeker, Hellseeker. But um, so in the meantime, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate you listening to these crazy. Rambling commentaries that we do. Yeah, they seem to be popular, even though we make not much sense. No, but people (laughs) seem to like listening to us talk. So as long as you like it, we'll keep doing it. We'll we'll keep drinking booze for you guys. Oh, if we must, girls out there. So again, apologies for the uh, slight delay between podcasts. We'll try and make sure that doesn't happen again. It's not a bad reason for having a delay, though. No, it's not. Doing a play with one of the (laughs) Cenobites. (laughs) <laughs> that's true I mean yeah, it's not like we couldn't be bothered no and it went down well and, and if we're doing any more we'll let you know and we'll you let must, you know you must come and see them and apologies to those who can't get over to London to see our plays if anyone has loads of cash and you want yeah. us to take these kind of plays you please know to your country invest. of origin please our, the only invest reason in we, us the only reason we can't do that we can't do tours is because we haven't got any money well you know we're, it's um, coming it's coming but our next podcast will be the next seven stories in the Hellbound Hearts book. Mm. I promise this time. We're going to do that. But Definitely. we thought we would rather do a commentary now because to get back into the swing of things and you, know, you guys like these and they're fun and we'll just have some drinks and have a, a crack. We Have some crack. We had some <laughs> To crack. go along with Joe in the film. Excellent. But don't do crack, kids. No, no. Right, if thank anything, you all so much. No, I we'll, won't we'll, we'll make any topical comments. Good. <laughs> so, um, Hellraiser yeah. Podcast at hotmail.co.uk. On Twitter, at HellraiserCast. Find us on Facebook. We're everywhere, mate. HellraiserPodcast.com. Check us out. Please um, give, uh, give us your thoughts. Send us yeah. an email. It'll what only take think? two seconds yeah. to just tell us uh, what you want us to do and if you want us to keep doing these podcasts and if you want us to do <laughs> another radio play. If you yeah. don't want us to do any more podcasts, <laughs> whatever, anything you want, send it to us because we always enjoy yeah, reading Yeah, we love reading your emails and we'll do another feedback one at one point mm-hmm. so we can talk about them. Thank you very much. We'll see you all soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.